Welcome to this week's episode of the Start, Pause, Save Now Act podcast, The Conversations That Matter, with me, Joanne Grobler, and this week's amazing guest, Mandy Watkins, from Space Like This. Let me tell you a little bit about Mandy. With her obsession for interiors, Mandy has built Space Like This into North Wales' leading interior design business, reaching out into Cheshire and South Wales. Her approach reflects her love of stylish homes and her belief in offering a service which helps people to make the most of their space. With over 12 years' experience as an interior designer, Mandy has built up an enviable portfolio of domestic and commercial clients and has a strong, loyal following for her work and social media. Her great eye for detail, incredible interiors, and her approachable, friendly, I'm going to add in hilarious personality, is a hit with all her clients. Mandy is constantly sourcing new products and developing a range of furniture and accessories exclusive to the Space Like This retail offering and the design studio in Manai Bridge, Anglesey. Mandy started out with a business degree a diploma in professional interior design and a stint working for a high-end interior designer in Cheshire. She went on to establish Mandy Watkins Interiors in 2008 and launched Space Like This in 2013. She is a regular interiors advisor on BBC Radio Cymru and S4C. She is co-presenter on the popular interiorism programme Dundall and see back. Wow. Mandy, did I say that right? Almost, almost That's it. Mandy, welcome. Welcome to this week's episode. Thank you for having me. So, as I said, I think we need to add into your bio the hilarious Mandy Watkins, because you are, I personally absolutely love your Instagram profile because not only do you give epic interior design information, advice, you also really show off your personality well thank you very much that that's a nice uh, that was a nice intro wasn't it I mean I think everyone should sort of work on their intro if they're feeling a bit down they should work on their intro to see what it would be (laughs) that was quite nice can I I tell you every time I read people's bios when they're on the when they're on the show they always say they go away feeling really good about themselves because I've reminded them oh my I'm actually really epic I know it's a funny thing, isn't it? They're not looking up when you're sort of working hard at looking down and keep on going. Um, but thank you um, about the yeah hilarious. Do you know what? Um, I think personality and showing the true colours is uh, something that I believe strongly in because you know, like I couldn't pretend. You know, I can't pretend. I'm a really good actress. Like I did drama A level. You can imagine. But I'm I'm not one for pretending, so it is what it is. And I think when I started um, the interior design business, because I've worked in the industry, I can see how sort of pretentious it can seem a bit out there. It can be out of reach. So I really wanted to, when I started Mandy Watkins Interiors, to break down barriers and to make it approachable and friendly. So, and, you know, and it's not to everyone's taste, but, you know, I the older you get the less you care about pleasing everyone so I just think your vibe attracts your tribe and I think that's it isn't it I think it's so lovely to be able to be yourself and I I, I'm saying Mandy I feel so much more comfortable in my skin where I am now than when I did 
when I was a 25 year old thinking I was living my best life ever. Totally, totally agree. What what happened to you? Like, how did you make that transition? Because I think it's really important. Anybody, if you're not following Mandy at Space Like This, we'll leave all her details in the show notes below. But I love not only your interiors, you have to talk to me about your love of fashion as well, because that is so evident on your Instagram. Do you know, I honestly adore fashion, but like everything, um, you know, I've always been, I've always thought I was quite stylish, but actually evidence will tell, say, the contrary, because I have done some shocking, well, like everyone, I suppose, you know, Um, luckily there was no social media when I was going out in my cow, fake cow dress, you know, and like that wasn't even fancy dress, Joe, you know, like there's been some horrendous, like me and my mates going to the local nightclub in matching berets. Well, I had navy, she had black, you know, but I think <laughs> we were sassy. Um, and I think, do you know, when you're younger, um, as you say, you know, like you think in your 20s and even 30s, I think, um, yeah, scared of what people think. And now I honestly give no Fs, you know, like it seriously, I'm dressing for me. It makes me feel good. I love being inspired by colour in homes, what people wear, like I'm constantly looking for new, fresh colour combinations um and it, you know i was thinking about it today because i'm i've actually gone out to a client this morning wearing a jogger jogging suit like something i would never have done but i've put my chunky boots on so i quite kind of think i look a bit edgy i probably look a bit slobby but i'm thinking everyone's forgiving everyone for doing whatever at the minute and i just think that your clothes to me now i've got this you know like i don't know i, I think i've always been um self-confident which I know um, when I was growing up was something that was, well, I, I didn't have, but now I'm quite, I'm quite self-assured. You know, like I'm, I'm happy, yeah. you know, like I'm You know happy. who you are. I know I also, I've, Yeah, I always have a sense of you, Mandy, and we, we know each other privately as well as in, in the business world. I always come away having an experience of you of knowing Mandy really knows who she is as a human being. Yeah, and you know, I know, and I think as a, as, I've spent so many years being a people pleaser um, and trying trying to be liked by everyone. I sort of recognise because the funny thing is, Joe, is that when I tell my kids or I try and give them lessons about why people behave in certain ways, you know, like sociology yeah. was part of my degree, so I'm quite I, I like people. You know, people are people are my thing. Um, so. I just say to them, listen, life is not about everyone. You know, like you're not going to get on with everyone because actually the kids see the news. Yeah, they know that people don't get off. You know, like these things are happening in the world because people have varying opinions. Yeah. And that's life. So what you've got to do is navigate your way as positively as possible without trying to be affected too much. And that's really hard when you're young and impressionable. So I try, I try and give them that confidence to know that it doesn't matter if, if you're not getting on with someone one day that you know like you can just be as kind as you can but you don't have to take any crap either you know like it that's I think yes to be not for someone to be taken advantage of you know that it's not just about being kind it's about not everyone is kind so you know like not everyone will support you and that's fine because it's not that it's not your thing it's not your problem do you know what I mean so I just you have to realize you know if I was speaking to my 16 year old self I'd be telling you listen it won't matter any any of this will not matter in years to come you know you're a good person you know you've done what you can it's you know sometimes it's time just to let things go and and I think um 
you know, things will always bother me, but that's life, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what? I think you've just hit on something there, isn't it? It's like if I think sometimes as we evolve and people give us feedback, oh, it's not safe for you to be like that. It's not safe. It's not safe to be self-assured or self-confident as a woman. I think probably we've all experienced a little bit of that. And we've all probably, and I know you and I have talked about this in the past, as self-assured, self-confident with high self-esteem women, we can also get negative feedback from other women telling us we should tone it down a little bit. Yeah, and um, I think I've had, um, you know, like I've come across, and do you know what? Like I am well, gregarious sometimes, you know, like I'm just, but I'm loving life, you know, like, and mm. it's, always, it's not always that shiny, but I am going to grab it by the two horns most of the time. And there are yeah. things that are happening, you know, around us and they're really quite shocking. And it's, I think it's hard to keep your head above the water, you know, like you just constantly feel like you're treading water. But, um, yeah, and I think, as you say, um, self-confidence is something that is frowned upon sometimes and it makes, you know, I'm not cocky, you know, like I'm, just, I'm honestly just um, quite secure. Um, I'm happy yeah. that the children are happy. I'm happy, you know, like at the end of the day, um, I'm a good, I'm a good mother. I'm a good friend. Um, and yeah. It's You're a great just... person to hang out with as well. I well, I'm a bit of a I cannot wait. You're a bit of I cannot wait for our promised cocktail party. Oh, I know. Watkins. Oh, I can't. I honestly can't wait. I mean, like when we're allowed the parties, the the waiting, not the waiting list, like the list of things that we haven't celebrated <laughs> last year is, you know, like it's just mounting up, isn't it? Yeah, I, I just need to add in a note here that we are recording this in, well, I'm in England, Mandy's in Wales, and we're both in big lockdowns, aren't we, Mandy? Just in case, if you're, lead, if you're listening to this three years from today and you wonder why we're not just doing it. So, Mandy, what we're going to talk about is your stop, pause, think, now act moments in your life that have created these transitional pivotal moments. So, when you talked, when we were kind of like gathering some information, some intel on you, you, when we asked you what your stop moment was, you talked about a last minute decision to resign from your part-time position, pregnant with your third child and decided it was now or never. Walk us through how that all unfolded because that must have been a huge decision. Massive decision because um, I left... Chester when I was working for the interior designer and I moved to Anglesey and when I wanted to start the business everyone was like oh no one it won't catch on around here you know like there's not enough um there's not enough money and stuff and people think that it's only tourism but like most of my clients are Welsh you know like so yeah. anyway you're young you think right I'll just get myself a good job so I worked for an agency got a nice job worked myself up was doing PR which suited me great but I was working um for um, Countryside Council for Wales, and even though I made some great friends, still friends today with them, it 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 wasn't my bag, you know. Like, of course, the countryside and everything's my bag, and PR is yeah, right up my street. But um, it wasn't ticking, you know. I I was working full time. I was realizing that I was really young, thinking, "Gosh, is this what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life?" And yeah, it had a pension. It had everything that people, a lot of people, would crave. But it, my creativity wasn't being, um, you know, seen to. So yeah. um, uh, 
fell pregnant with Hugh um, in 2000. Oh my God, when was it? Two thousand. I have no idea. But, but even was, was, was Hugh your best bound? Hugh, your mother loves you dearly. I know that. She just can't remember what year you were born. I have no idea. Um, 2005, I'm sure. Oh my God, is he? Anyway, it doesn't matter, does it? He's it matter. Hugh, your mother loves you. I promise <laughs> you. I know this for sure. <laughs> um, and I went part back to work part-time and there was a bit of an issue uh, no it wasn't after him and then fell pregnant with ned so ned was born in 2007 because i'm just jigging he was two years after Ned who um yeah. and i went down to two days and working part-time i felt even though i had two sort of toddlers i felt like i i had loads of time on my hands and i wasn't just happy just pottering down the house and doing what i think i think what women think they should be doing at and maternity you know and i think gosh it's a it's a strange way and you know like i used to walk down to the village every tuesday to get my grazia magazine and i and i was thinking god I'm, as much as i'm enjoying time with the boys i was thinking you know the, the, there could be th things that i was doing that well, i you know, what i'm hearing you say is like your creativity was trapped somewhere in like a little box and yeah. you were you were doing the shoulds and not the visionary of actually i can do whatever i want that's yeah. what i'm actually hearing you say and in 2000 i think it was late yeah 2008 then i thought you know what i'm gonna start uh mandy watkins interiors i'm just gonna work from home i'm gonna open a few accounts i'm gonna you know i'd done i'd help some friends and stuff so i had a bit of a portfolio and then i um i approached ideal home magazine so i was in a shoot with them um, wow hang on pause 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 this is big there's two big things that i want to just get you to wire back on because it's really important information first of all you have people say to you it'll never work in anglesey there's not the money around here hmm. and you've completely blown that myth apart yeah and do you know what's the funny thing i I'll, i never i never forget like little snippets of things that people have told me like i remember a woman saying once when i was working you know like in my little cold sort of lean to office in the other house someone said oh you know one day you might be working out of a nice garden shed and i thought i don't want a garden shed i want i want a shop front i want and yeah. i think i think when people tell me oh it won't work or i'm one for proving people wrong you know like yeah. it, it, i sort of it sets me up for a challenge so yeah and, yeah so i just think if someone says something quite negative I think oh no I, I don't agree you know like I'm I always try and turn things around to be positive it's like the moment I remember being in, like we were all in a big office um and the moment when I actually decided when I decide these things I sort of don't do it by halves and I don't do anything by halves it's sort of full on or nothing you know it's 100 mile an hour or it's on the brakes there's nothing in between so you know as well as ideal home and all these i started having publicity from like welsh media so i was doing interviews on welsh telly welsh radio um got a regular slot doing like an interiors um interior slot so i'd go around shopping i'd do like a live tv thing and it was great you know and i, and I did another program back when i was pregnant with Elsie but before all that when I was pregnant with Elsie was quite momentous because I decided that 
well, I didn't decide, but these thoughts kept coming into my head thinking, do you know what? Are you going to be able to work part-time, have three children and start a business? You know, like I knew that I, because of my nature and that I'm not going to do things by halves, I could could do two. And obviously the children were always going to be the first priority, but I wanted to make sure that I was starting something for me because I was well aware when, you know the boys started going to school and stuff it was it was that it was like me gaining my time again so I I I didn't want to just concentrate totally on the kids because it wasn't enough for me mentally you know like each to their own so um even though I absolutely adored the time with me I absolutely adored my time on focusing on what I was going to do when I had more time on my hands so I needed to build something from then and I was in the fo- room full of girls and we were talking in the office and an email, sort of round robin email came around saying last call for voluntary redundancy. And I'd never thought about it before. And I was pregnant. So everyone was think, saying, you know, like, you're silly. You should just see it through and then you can come back and you can get all the maternity pay. And I was like, well, that's another year of my life, you know. And yeah. I just thought, and John like I met John through work. So John was working like down the corridor. And that's so, a whole other story between me and you as well. <laughs> we that, could just we might come to that. Yeah, we might come <laughs> to that later. And anyway, I emailed back and I asked for an amount, you know, like what my amount would be. I'm thinking in my head, if it was a certain amount, I was going and I am really that decisive and really that clean cut, you know. I yeah. don't dwell, I don't... Um, once I make a decision I am on it and my job is being a decision maker and I'm really good at it you know like it's one thing I can do I can decide so in my head I'd already done a decision I thought I'd better consult John because you know obviously I'm going to need support and it may not be brilliant from the start and we may not be well we're not going to be as financially stable as we are now but it was worth the go. So I went in and I said, listen, I've I've emailed personnel and I've asked for my figure and if it's going to be above this, I'm going. And he went, okay. And that was it. He's uh, a good man, is that, John? He has, he has his moments, love. He has his moments. <laughs> okay, so let me just pause, let me just pause you there for a second because I think yeah. that you're sharing some absolute amazing golden nuggets. So you talked about this, this, being really decisive you know you've got this opportunity to just come and hit you in the face and you know you you were going to potentially you could ask for a redundancy but what I'm also hearing you say is that after that all happened you literally stood on your skill set of being a phenomenal PR person and you know and utilize that skill set to actually go out and get yourself into ideal homes onto a radio show onto a tv show what would your advice be about people who don't, who need to do the ask and don't? That is a really, because I have so many people don't do the ask when they could. Walk us through it. What, what should people be thinking about? Do you know what? I just think there are worse things that people can say than no. Yes. And for me, Joe, mentally, I'm always, it's better out than in. So if you're thinking something, I would never forgive myself if I hadn't given myself that opportunity, if I hadn't have given myself that chance or knowing, you know, there's always going to be two sides in your head, isn't there? 
you know, like yeah. you should eat that, you should, that, you should do that, you should do that, don't do anything with them. You know, like there's always going to be that. But you know what? Give yourself a chance. And the work, like rejection, I don't even look at it as rejection. When I was younger, I would. Now I don't look at it as rejection because every t- every single time a door has closed, something else has opened after it. And I know it's a bit yeah. of a cliche, but I, I'm a firm believer because I've lost out on jobs and I've thought god I did a really good interview you know like and I can talk yeah. and you know like I don't like I can talk so I did a really good interview why I didn't get that because I wasn't meant to get it and I'm not really one for fate but you know what I think I think some things some things will work out and it, although sometimes you can't see it at the time I just think you have to I think that's a great coping um tool to be able to give yourself a bit of a break if something doesn't go right and just say do you know what it's part of the plan something will happen it doesn't suit me now but it will suit me soon yeah and I think this is it isn't it is is what is we are going to get no's. It's a fact of life. You're gonna. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna get pitches. You and I pitch all the time to clients and corporates. Sometimes you don't win the pitch. You know, and I think it's building that resilience of it's okay. So I've got a question for you. Where does your resilience come from? What happened in your life to give you such incredible resilience, Mandy? Oof. Well, I think. Um. School had a great gang of friends. Um, you know, we were happy, and then high school, you know, some girls weren't that kind. So I think you have to learn learn to live with different people, and that people are sometimes can be nasty or um pick you apart from other people, and you know, that you were always gonna get these challenges in life but I think once you go through them I think it's so and like again it does make you a bit stronger and with each with everything that happens you know like um you know like if a friend goes ill or if something goes wrong it's really hard in the beginning and it's a it's something that your head has to process and then you get a bit tougher you get a bit more resilience and it builds slowly and gradually I think with every and I think you have to have knockbacks you have to have setbacks you have to have people not being nice to you um it's it, you know it's an unfortunate part of life I think we'd all like to live in a world where we're rose tinted glasses and everyone believes in you know live and let live and all of this but it, it's that's not the world we live in it's definitely not the world we're living in now so I just think you have to these these mechanisms of being able to take it on the chin and you know but you know what always also not for it to be acknowledged as well and not you know like people have perspectives and different perspectives on things you know like I see that totally. with clients yeah some people yeah. can get really agitated about the smallest detail and other people it wouldn't bother them you know so I think people are diff- dealing with very different things people's perspectives are very different depending on their life mom- life at the time so I do think that um, with each bad thing that happens, it builds that resilience, mm. immunity. And my my one of the things that I always, you know, when I when I was reflecting and prepping for our recording today, Mandy, is I always think of you as somebody who is very conscious about surrounding themselves with the good people, the right people for you, you know, that that build you up and support you. 
Would how? What do you think about that? Absolutely. Um, I think it's so important the people that surround you, and that's what that's one of the hardest things in lockdown that I can't go and see my friends. And mm. you know, like there's a, um, I've I don't think I've ever fallen out with a friend. Like there might have been disagreements on, like you know, well, friendships to me. If that's how, yeah. you know, like I've never burn bridges um sometimes I think though that you should because people will push boundaries and take advantage so some people are not for you and you learn but I you know I think it's really important to be uh positive and to you know to check in like I'm constantly checking in on my friends and I have got loads you know like the parties we have here like usually on a normal time we have someone over every weekend I really nurture friendships you know they mean a yeah. lot to me because um do you know you cannot talk to someone for ages and then you can pick up the phone and it, it's like you were never apart and I think those kind of relationships um will understand how busy life is and how and I think I ju- do you know what it's another thing about age isn't it like the older you get you're not you're not in competition with anyone you know you yeah. just I'm just living my life I'm doing what I can and you know I I just enjoy having people over entertaining I just love the company of girls yeah me too and I think we have to we you and I have to make a confession here Mandy and I were set up to record this podcast a little earlier and we got on the call and just had a big connection download what's happening what so then we had to reset a new day didn't we <laughs> <laughs> well John I don't want the record he said have you got the record on and I went yeah yeah <laughs> so this is you know we're getting a really lovely picture of your life Mandy you're very purposeful you're very intentional you're authentic and I you know I always have the sense that you're vulnerable as well when it's appropriate and it serves not only yourself but it serves your serves others and you move so you took a took re, uh, redundancy you pulled your portfolio together you stood on your pedestal and said I am here come and you know let me come and help you do this you got this amazing PR and then what we've talked about in the think was trying to hone all your ideas tell me about you when you're thinking about when you were thinking about setting up your business or when you're thinking about projects now what happens for you when you're honing all your ideas how do you manage that now and what's the process? So at the time, I'm always like, I'm really visually minded. You know, it's all about vision for me. So um, honing that in is quite tricky um, and getting, you know, so when I was starting Mandy Watkins Interiors or when I was sort of thinking, right, what do you want to be? Where do you want to go? And then the first two years, it was like, you know, we'll just see how this goes. And I was sort of being led by, you know, what I was um what I thought people were wanting and then when I thought when I came to well it was just approaching 2012 and I thought oh do you know what Elsie was too she was going to go start going in the mornings to nursery so I knew that I you know if I if I was going to push it a bit further that it would be then so I was just thinking well what do you want your end career to be how do you want it to look so I was thinking do you know what I'd really like a shop front and I'd really like um various um, you know, there was a sort of how the brand was going to be, basically. So the kind of things I'd sell in a shop 
and I wanted it to be a bit shop win a bit of a shop window because again it would break the barrier of interior design being something out there and you know at the time something that other people have some yeah that's how sometimes isn't it it's sometimes like oh we think of that as something other people will have not me yeah exactly and um and so I was trying to break those barriers down and I thought by having a shop where you could buy go and buy a mug you could possibly go in and ask some questions about stuff that maybe you weren't comfortable with but if you were there and you were talking to me or talking to my mum who was working there at at the beginning you would have that sense that actually we were really friendly um you know it was bilingual which is a really important thing because it's easy you know like if you're I'm first language Welsh you may be able to tell from my accent but um so it's much easier for me to uh portray stuff in Welsh um obviously I don't get a problem in English but you know like so but I I do it daily so for some people it, they find it hard expressing themselves so yeah. it was just really um it was breaking down the barriers and you know and so that's really so how it started that it, helped you- did that help you then with like honing ideas, like in terms of, did that help you hone ideas for clients as well when you're working on projects by having somewhere for you to go that was purposeful for you? Did that create any trans- transformation for your project management? Absolutely, because um, do you know how it happened? How a lot of my life, big things in my life happen is because I have yeah. something comes into my head and then once it's in my head, I have to see it through. So we were, it was just after Christmas. So we were coming into 2013 and uh, we'd gone to Liverpool for a couple of nights. I was looking on Rightmove for commercial premises on Anglesey. There was a few areas and then Menai Bridge was my favourite because it's just sort of a really nice town. It's, you know, it's um, really easy location. Lots of nice stuff there and it's right, you know, Anyway, so lots of lovely, nice stuff there. And there was a new, there was a new sort of building there. So I basically just, you know, in a, on the way home from Liverpool, I was meeting the landlords to go through it with and did the electric plan there and there and took it. It was, you know, like on, I'd honestly gone out for a meal with John and the kids in Liverpool. And I said, you know what, I'm going to phone him and I'm going to arrange this. Um, and I'm just going to go there and everyone was in the car and I was meeting the landlord in the premises and I honestly Joe I walked in and I could see it you know so yeah yeah so so it is about taking I think and I think as well you are somebody that because I how I how I when I think of you I think you vision it you walk it through in your head so that decision making almost seems very much straight cut for you because you've walked yourself along the journey is that how you help clients actually make their final decisions as well absolutely um like do you know it's funny because you know because you build up if you're doing a whole house with someone you and you're working with them you know you can be working with them for years um if you know from build to sort of actual execution so um execution did i say the right word <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it is I, th- has, I think it has many meanings several meanings many. um from yeah so from design to completion so you you know like you get a rapport with people and 
you know how far you can go. So the point of having a designer, obviously, is that they can, you know, like they can give you your style, but maybe develop it. Well, definitely develop it a bit further and push you maybe more than you would be willing to. And then once you've done that once, you realise and you know how much confidence a client has in you. And then you know what you can get away with. Not, and it's not even getting away with, but you know how how much enjoyment that client will get. if yeah. Because sometimes I go in and I go, don't hold back now. Can we... Can, just go with it and then once you've completed one thing and you know and that's why people get a designer in isn't it to create the vision and it doesn't you know like most of the time I have to say I can walk in and I'll you know I can process it in my head and that's the only time I go quiet and then sometimes um because I'm constantly flooding my brain with images and you know a fashion of color combination of new you know like I'm constantly I'm obsessed I've got loads of books I do or you know there's no in between it's just really all I love interiors colors fashion people lifestyle the lot so I think the whole package um of when you're discussing stuff with clients it's easy to make decisions you know like so there's you know even when there's a lot of projects going on at the minute once someone's talking to you, I'm completely in there, in there, um, yes. you know, in that, in that, yeah. totally yeah. there, you know, and yeah. in my head, I, I know how their house is going to look. They don't know it yet. You know, they know as far as the imagery the, and the concept. You know, the mood board, they've yeah. the colour, yeah. the, the visualisation and everything like that. Yeah. But actually, in my head, you know, like, I know what crockery they're going to have and what, what ev- you know, like every single thing. So it's really exciting when, you know, you get um, various, I'm on various WhatsApp groups with various clients and you get images of things that they've seen and you just think, yeah, 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 I can do that. I can incorporate that. I can incorporate. So it's really interesting, the whole, you know, like it is a bit, it's definitely a people thing to be doing because, you know, like even my, some of my first big clients, I still get phone calls to say that they've had grandchildren or someone's got married, you know, like it's just totally, uh, you know, I've made many friends. You make connection. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think it's such a personal thing to go and help somebody develop their aesthetic in their home that they're going to live with forever. So there's always a little slice of you in those people's because I know you helped me out I was I sent you a video of some building work that we'd had done in this house of mine that's an ongoing continuous project and I remember sending you a video of Sam saying Mandy look what I've done with this space and you said and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna put this wallpaper up you no I'm gonna send you some wallpaper and it was like as soon as it arrived I'm like this is so the right wallpaper so it's almost like there's gonna be a little slice of Mandy forever in my kitchen (laughs) you poor thing no it's amazing and it's still not on the walls because obviously we're still in dirty job horrible yeah. job situation and anytime anybody comes to the house and go oh, still cables I'm like yes but look what Mandy sent me this incredible <laughs> wallpaper and like, oh my god that's incredible <laughs> no do you know like and and sometimes I can be a bit not forceful but like if someone's gonna ask my opinion I'm gonna say it <laughs> Listen, I have, you know, I have a whole workshop on assertiveness. Assertiveness is a good thing. <laughs> and, I think, and I think sometimes um, I, I personally experience, you know, we, we've come up in an age where we wasn't always safe for us to be assertive as women. And I think particularly people like you and I, we've really stepped into the, the, the space of saying, 
um, this is who I am. This is what I want. And we do it in a kind and respectful way. But yeah, I love that you're a setter. I love that you sent me that wallpaper because then when I looked at mine, mine was like really naff and yours was like incredible. Well, and I think, and I, do you know what? And I think experience has taught me what is timeless and you're not going to wallpaper your room every two or three years. You know, like it needs to be something with longevity, something that will go be versatile, but still not boring. So yeah, it, it, there's a lot of... Um, you know, I would never, like, that's why, you know, like, even though I'm really into fashion and clothes and stuff, I've been doing loads of eBay more recently because I know my style now. I know what I don't buy and I know what I, you know, like, I know what suits me and stuff. And it's the same with houses, you know, it doesn't matter, does it? Like, I don't design houses for other to, for other people to go, oh my God, that's amazing. I do it for that client. So if that client yeah. likes grey, pink, purple, whatever, um, you know, whatever style, edgy, classic, contemporary, whatever, it's making the most of their style because it's their house. And I think people are too scared of judgments. I'm not like, you know, people are going to say things that they like things or that they don't like things. But you know what? As someone said, I pay the bills in this house. It's me. Yeah. So actually, that's, one of, that's one of my favorite. I pay the bills here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. End of, yeah. So I just, before we finish, I want to talk about the pink sofa <sighs> so even to the listeners if you need to go to mandy's instagram accounts space like this and scroll to her grid and you will know exactly what i'm talking about the pink sofa <gasps> it's amazing what what gate it was so like glorious to see you just go this is what i'm having what what how did you know that that was the right piece of furniture the right color and you you know what happened to make that really big decision for that piece well to begin with I specify lots of lovely sofas for my clients and I've always had secondhand sofas I think I've only bought two new sofas and we've lived in three houses so I've only bought two new sofas in my life it's always been inherited or had or eBay you know which is absolutely yeah. fine but really? my yeah. My lounge was a bit tricky and like a couple of years ago, John said, we need just a, a really big corner sofa because actually, you know, there's going to be five of us and that's the best. There's five of us and we're going to be, you know, we're all going to be big. So the best solution would be that. And I was like, oh God, yeah. But the one I wanted was really expensive. <laughs> so I just thought, oh gosh, okay. So obviously we, you know, there were priorities. We, we've done a lot at the house. And then last year, I just said to myself, I saw this sofa and I thought, right, I'm going to, because I always, you know, like with sofas and dining chairs, you must sit on them. So buying them on the net is not ideal because actually you need to be able to sit on it to see if it's comfortable because you need, especially me, because I never used to gravitate towards the lounge, Joe. So I needed something that would pull me there and look at me now. <laughs> so um, I saw this and then just in between the lockdowns, I took the kids to Wilmslow. I, it was all above board and legal. We were allowed to do it at the time. And I thought we'd have a nice day out. I could go to one of my favourite boutiques and we could go and sit on sofas and um, we can have a nice day out and have a nice lunch. And it was a really nice day out. But um, we got in, I went into Loaf with the sofa I wanted in mind, sat on it and I thought, mm, no, not for me. So... I, and it's great there because they have that massive swatches. So, you know, when you get a little sample of 
colour. You don't, you can't really tell how it's going to look as an expanse. And I knew that I wanted a pink one because I think it would just be a great contrast with the blue in the lounge and it would give me sort of an echo of the pink of the wallpaper. So it was always going to be pink. Um, and then I thought, right, so will the size fit? And I wanted to keep the bookshelf there because I didn't want absolutely everything, you know, I didn't want it to sort of take over and there was, there was no room for other furniture because the, the lounge, you know, it's relatively small. But it, we, I sat on this sofa, I put the swatch on it and I just went this one and I said, and I want the XL. And I phoned John because I had the measurements and you like, I measure as a job. And I said to John, can you please check that there's enough, you know, so from the radiator to that bookshelf that I can fit it. And he went, yeah, it's fine. And do you know what? I didn't the deal was done. The, the deal was done. It was, we had to wait like six to eight weeks. So I needed to sand the parquet and stuff before it arrived. And honestly, I knew it was going to be okay because I was, I would never spend that much money on something that I wasn't hundred percent about. So I knew I was going to love it, but I didn't know I was going to absolutely adore fall in love with it because it actually made that it's made the lounge. We all grabbed it, including the new puppy, which I know is not, but it's a home, you know, Joe. So I'm not going yeah, to, you're allowed to I, have a dog on it. Say, and can I just say, I am now obsessed with pink sofas and I'm like oh should you know I'm like oh, should I go to life and just go and have a look when they open should I go <laughs> so can I just tell you pink sofa potentially might be coming in 2021 early 2022 to this well, house you know I just think life is better when you've got a pink sofa <gasps> that has to be your tagline that has to be my tagline, yeah. I'm going to use that in our description, Mandy, for the podcast. <laughs> Life is better with a pink sofa. Mandy Watkins, thank you for joining us, for sharing your stop, pause, think now, action moments. You have been an incredible guest. You will find all the details from Mandy Watkins in the show notes below. You will find links to her website. I highly encourage you, when we're allowed to, to go and visit her in the shop and definitely go and visit her on the social media platforms because she will not only share incredible tips for interiors, she will share fashion and she does some really great, hilarious videos too. Mandy, thank you again. I can't wait to have you on the show again in the future. Thank you so much. I can't wait to see you in real life with cocktails on my pink sofa, honey.